This week on The Apron Bump, we cover the corona pandemic and everything that it affects on the road to WrestleMania and in wrestling in general and in life in general. As well, in this podcast, we will cover the future of this pod and the exciting, exciting direction that we are going to take it. This is the hardest part of the ring. going on everybody it's your boy the hardest part of the ring back at it again i know it's been a while um first off before i I get into anything hope everybody's doing uh the best that they can under the circumstances of today's world uh well hope first and foremost that everyone's healthy as healthy as can be Hope nobody's suffering too much from, you know, businesses getting closed down and, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be in your uh, life circumstance. But hope everyone's making the best of it. I know me personally, it gives me fortune. I'm fortunate enough to have a job where I can work from home. Yes, I have something outside of this that I do, but um. I'm just one of the lucky ones, so I hope everyone's doing okay with that. Um, and hope everyone's making the best of the free time that they've gotten in this uh, in this shitty time that we're in. Um, I know, me personally, it allows me to come back on here and kind of restart the podcast that uh, I had previously going on. But yeah, moved into a new, a new place in the past uh, month. So, been kind of getting situated with that. Um, it's kind of, it's, that's one reason why I decided to take a little break from the podcast and getting situated with all that, but also kind of taking a step back to kind of reevaluate what I want to do with this podcast, because, you know, I've said it before. I don't want this to be a thing where I'm just like, I get on once a week. I talk about what happened during the week and I give a few like inputs, a few, a few, uh, just a little bit of commentary on what happened. That's not why I want this podcast to be. I want it to be something different because everyone in the fucking world has a podcast where they talk about wrestling and they give their, 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 uh, what, what word am I looking for? Opinions on what happened. You know, they watch Raw. Here's what happened on Raw. Here's what I think of it. Vince sucks, et cetera, et cetera. That's not what I want this to be. I want it to be, uh, something interesting, something different that nobody else is really put it out there. Um, and we'll get more into that as this podcast goes on. This, this, this will probably be a pretty short one. Um, just want to kind of dip my toes back into it and, uh, let you guys know where I'm at. But basically just to put it generally, my goal is to have two podcasts a week. What day those come out, you know, I'm still kind of figuring that out, but basically I want to have one podcast to be dedicated to current news and, you know, current happenings in the wrestling world, which is essentially what this is. Because what I've learned in the, you know, the few months that I did the podcast is that I cannot stay up to date on wrestling as, as, as hard as I try is, is super difficult with a full-time job, 
with, you know, other hobbies I have, you know, video games, the, the gym, I have Muay Thai, I have two cats to pet, I have a, a girlfriend to, to give a kiss on the cheek every now and then. You know, I have a lot of other things going on in my life other than wrestling, and it's it's very hard to watch, you know, what, you got three hours of Raw, you know, two two hours, you know, it's whatever. It's, it's, it's like 10 hours a week that you have to dedicate to watching wrestling if you want to stay up to date on it. And if that was my full-time job, that'd be easy peasy. But, you know, in the limited time that I have, it's uh, virtually impossible. And in today's day and age, when the the uh the boundaries to entry into podcasting are so low and everybody has the opportunity to kind of hop on and give their their takes on you know whether it's a podcast or it's youtube or whatever it is there's so many people that are able to stay up to date on that stuff and what am i just going to get on on thursday and talk about raw like no you're not going to want to hear that and i understand that i wouldn't want to hear that thursday i've already forgotten what happened on raw and i don't care but that's kind of where I wanted to pivot this to be kind of more like an evergreen feel, like more stuff that isn't uh, so time-based, right? So while I still will talk about, you know, what's happening during the weeks on on the main shows and on, on other, you know, wrestling-related news that happens, I don't want it to be like this thing where it has to be like I have to talk about it the next day or anything. I'll kind of just do like an overview of the week, you know, talk about the major bullet points. I won't talk about every single thing that happens on every single show uh, because it and, and it gets monotonous for me. So I can only imagine it'd be monotonous for people listening. Um, <clears throat> by the way, sorry if you if you're listening to this and you're like, man, hardest part of the ring sounds like a nasally asshole. You, the listener, would be correct. Um, if, no, it's not. COVID-19, it's not COVID-16, it's not, you know, whatever. It's just uh, this, uh, shitty allergies. Um, so I apologize for that, but um, I think it kind of adds a little uh, sexy tone to my voice. So maybe it's not a bad thing after all. Anyways, what are we here to talk about? Well, my intention for this weekly podcast, for this one in particular, you know, I want to talk about all the news and wrestling this week. You know, what, what happened on the major shows? So what's, what's going on on the road to WrestleMania? How are we, how is everything kind of shifting in place for that big show? Well, can't really talk about any of that because wrestling has pretty much been put on hold. Um, with the exception of WrestleMania, which is just a very interesting kind of scenario that we've been put in as wrestling fans because, you know, SmackDown, Raw, they had their empty arena shows. And I think they were actually very interesting. Um, I know the the ratings were actually pretty good. That's probably because there's no sports to watch, which is, is another element to this. I don't know if people are talking about it a lot, but wrestling is going to... I don't know if the overall benefit will be good or bad, but that that's one element of it is that people are going to be tuning in because you know there's no baseball to watch, there's no basketball, no hockey, um, none of that to watch and none of that to attend. So everybody's going to be turning in and watching wrestling. Um, so that's good. SmackDown and Raw both benefited from that. I imagine NXT and AEW will benefit from that as well. But I guess let's just talk about those, the SmackDown and Raw shows. I mean, SmackDown opens up with, I'm not going to go bullet by bullet throughout the whole show, by the way, Smack, but they open up 
with you know Bailey and Sasha coming out, and um, they come out, they cut a promo, which is funny because like who are they? They talking to? Um, I guess they're talking to the viewers at home, but it's interesting to watch them kind of work around who, like who to look at, who to like uh, engage as they're talking, and they actually make their way to the commentators, which is pretty funny because they're like the only other people in the. And the, uh, the like, um, it's not even an arena, right? It's what a, I'll just call it an arena. You know, Triple H and Michael Cole are sitting there at the commentator's desk. They're the only other people other than Bailey and Sasha. So they, have, of course, make their way and they're kind of like shitting all over Michael Cole, which is actually pretty hilarious. But one thing I did notice on both SmackDown and Raw is that when, if there's like two people, actually, it wasn't in every case, but I noticed this with Bailey and Sasha. You know, Bailey would be talking, she'd be saying some shit, and then once she stopped talking, they'd, they they couldn't let any, like, dead air happen. Like, Bailey would stop talking, and then Sasha would have to be like, ah, blah, blah, or just create some weird ambient noise, like, to fill the silence that was in the place. It was really funny and really interesting to watch them kind of work around that. Um But I thought they did a good job. I thought the match was fine, whatever it was. I guess it was those two versus... Alexa and uh, Nikki Cross. Um, the the wrestling was, you know, nothing super uh, notable happened. Uh, Daniel Bryan for Cesaro was pretty good, but I feel like that was like a, a sawed-off version of what those two are really capable of, but they made the best of it. Speaking of making the best of it, Miz and Morrison and the, the dirt sheet segment in the ring. This is another case of two people kind of talking on the mic and having to fill dead air in between each other. Although they didn't do it as uh, egregiously as Sasha and Bailey did. They kind of more embraced the silence. I I forget what the exact uh, thing they said, but they were like, uh, if you don't think Miz and Morrison are the greatest tag team of the decade, please speak now. And then they hold the mic out. And of course, there's nobody in the arena. So nobody's going to speak now. So they kind of, poked fun at that and they kind of made the best of their situation, which is good. Yeah. I saw a number of people kind of doing that um, as they were kind of adapting to the situation. I think at the end of the day, that's a really good trait to have. And I think that's going to benefit the people that are able to do that because the ability to adapt to your situation is one of the most important things, not only in wrestling, but just in any career field and in life in general. So it was cool to see that. It was cool to see who was able to capitalize on those opportunities. Um, you know, like you can move over to Raw and see Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Like, I know I'm not alone in this, but I don't give two shits about Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Um, we've seen the match before several times. Um, the the feud that they have going on isn't particularly engaging. Um, but I saw Kevin Owens cut a promo basically saying to Seth Rollins, hey, I want to end this where it started for us, which obviously it didn't start in the performance center but in the universe of wwe that's where those two kind of started quote unquote um so they're kind of you know doing little things here and there to make it fit the uh fit the context of the performance center and um fit what wrestlemania is going to be which is man wrestlemania at the performance center who man i have um I have mixed feelings about it, you know. Um, obviously, man, I mean, it's WrestleMania. WrestleMania is what it is, right? 
it's a spectacle. You know, in the past couple of years, it's been more about the spectacle of it, and it's been more about the uh, the pageantry of it, and less about the actual like in ring bell to bell stuff, right? Um, I mean, how long have they been doing stadium shows? Like twenty three, I think since WrestleMania twenty three, right? So that's what fucking over ten years, like ten or twelve years. I don't remember what WrestleMania they're on, but um. That's crazy, dude. But when you think about that, right? Because stadium show WrestleManias have kind of become the uh, the default option, right? It's kind of become expected. You see that huge stadium filled with people, or when you see the huge set, you see all the fireworks. That's that. It's it's always cool to see, but at the same time, like it's almost expected, and it's almost like lost its luster a little bit. Like, those big stadium shows have kind of become a dime a dozen, in a way. It's almost like, it's, it's obviously very impressive that they do it for everyone involved and putting that together. But at the same time, it's like, okay, yeah, it's a big show. It's like, you know, it looks cool, like, when you turn it on. But, you know, once the show gets kicking on, it just kind of becomes background. It kind of doesn't become a, a forefront of what you're watching, and then... It really kind of um, has, it does have some negative effects on the show, I think, because, you know, those crowd reactions don't, um, especially if you're in an open stadium with no roof, you don't hear the crowd as much. And while it's uh, it's a, a great experience if you're live, and I'm sure it's a great, you know, milestone and a great experience for everyone that's involved, like in the show itself. But as a viewer, and as, you know, as a show that, that that stands the test of time that you can go back and watch. It doesn't really, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm stretching a little bit, but it, it doesn't like, uh, like that crowd reaction doesn't really carry into the living room where you're watching it. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm trying to make a, a silver lining to this, right? What I'm basically, what I'm saying is that this gives WWE an opportunity to truly make this WrestleMania special because like typically at a WrestleMania or any, any WWE show, really, let's say you have a one-on-one match, right? You have two guys come out from the entrance way, get in the ring, and then they're surrounded by a sea of fans. Now, if you're a wrestling fan, you can kind of put that out of your mind and kind of immerse yourself and like kind of suspend your disbelief for the match and kind of tell yourself that this is a real struggle between two people. But at the end of the day, it's like, it it, it looks like a show, right? It looks like, uh, it looks like this was put on. It looks like this was built by people and that they're fighting to entertain people, which is good. Like, I'm not saying like that's like the wrong model or anything, but I'm saying there are some drawbacks to having a crowd there that, wouldn't be there if it was an empty arena because you have let's say drew mcintyre and brock lesnar right of course it would be awesome in a huge stadium filled with fans don't don't turn this like i i I hate big stadium shows but in the situation we're in with wrestlemania being in a in a intimate location with no people in the crowd 
having two people in the ring just fighting for the sake of I hate you, you hate me, or you know whatever I want your championship or whatever the uh, the stakes may be, that adds a cool little element to it because it kind of creates a like a reality. It's like we're not doing this for the fans. We're doing this. I'm fighting you for the reasons I'm fighting you, and you're fighting me for the reasons that you're fighting me, and we're gonna fight. And somebody's going to win. And it's not a show. We're going to fucking fight. And we're going to beat each other up to see who's the better person. And that's a, that's a cool little added element to it that I think makes it... Um, I mean, will it be good in execution? I have no idea. I mean, we've never seen anything like that. But I think it has the potential to be something really cool and really special. And it'll make this WrestleMania stand out. Among the rest, which, of course, if you're a young guy like Drew McIntyre, if you're like the Street Profits or Rhea Ripley or somebody like that, who this is like your first WrestleMania and you're really looking forward to that huge show, that huge spectacle. I get that. It sucks for those people. But at the same time, to be a part of something special like this has its own positives to it. And I think people shouldn't ignore the uh, the way that WWE has the opportunity to adapt to the situation and to create something good. Um, will it be good? Maybe, maybe not, but let's make sure we stay positive about this because, you know, wrestling is one of the few things out there that are still going, right? You know, we have, we don't have basketball, hockey, any, any other sports really. So I think we can appreciate that. Not only WWE, but AEW, um, I'm not sure if there's really any other wrestling promotions still going on, but any other wrestling out there that is still putting on shows that the as as to the greatest extent that they can i think that is something that should be applauded and um i think it's really cool that they give fans an opportunity fans an opportunity to kind of um kind of enter another world for a little bit and forget about the things that are happening in the real world so i think that's a cool thing but who knows um I mean, all, all we can really go off of is the uh, the few shows that they've done in the PC already. Um, I've kind of already gone over, you know, some of the things that are cool about it, but like, there are some things that I think they'll have to um, the fi- to fix, and I think it's good that they have a few weeks to kind of flush those things out. Um, for one, it's very quiet, obviously, right? Which is good and bad because one, it's kind of similar to uh, a lot of Japanese promotions where it's like a huge arena, but everybody's very quiet and like everyone's very like tunnel visioned in on what's going on in the ring. And everybody's just very respectful of what's going on in between the ropes. And obviously it's not really the apples to apples comparison, but I think there's an aspect to like, everyone's very hyper-focused on what's going on in the ring. And it's not just a lot of hullabaloo going on outside of it. I think that's a good thing. Um, but at the same time, like a lot of these, these matches are going to have to be very planned out beforehand because you can't call shit in the ring. I mean, you can, I guess, but like it's going to be very difficult or maybe, you know, they're just not going to care. And the John Cena's and the Becky Lynch's of the world are just going to keep screaming their spots out regardless of how quiet the goddamn arena is. So, but that that's like an interesting aspect of it, right? Because, you know, the communication inside the ring is going to be very limited. So I think um, maybe the possibility of like adding some sort of like ambient 
not music, maybe maybe like some like instrumental type music or some sort of sound effect in the background, like a light, like not not super heavy. I don't want this to like be like a highlight reel looking package in the ring, but like some just some like background music in the in the background. Obviously, I think that might add like a it might it might make the the silence less harsh, you know, or you know. It's going to be just essential personnel there, right? Maybe you can fill the seats with other wrestlers or, or, you know, other backstage guys like, you know, agents or whatever. Although they are going to be working. So I guess that's not really a thing they can do. But it'd be interesting if you had like other wrestlers in the crowd. Maybe ones that aren't on the card or even some that are on the card. You know, how, how funny would it be if like, Say you have like Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, right? They're they're having a match at WrestleMania. Imagine them like in the crowd watching the matches before their match. You could have like interactions like in in, in between matches between them or whatever, or you know whatever. They're not going to have like these big complex entrances, right? So you might as well just be like, hey, I'm gonna step over the barricade and get in the ring now. Now it's my turn. I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing out ideas. Maybe that's a bad idea. It probably is, but. What I'm saying is you need to add some sort of like ambient noise in the background for these matches because you're going to hear these spots being called and even even more like of a a bigger deal than that you're going to hear the commentators talking now it's just like I'm sure it like psychs the wrestlers out to hear the commentators but it also kind of can take the viewer out of it but I think one thing you could do is maybe have the commentators like in a separate room watching the show or maybe like in a box of some sort. I don't know. But the the commentators being very loud during the matches is one thing that I, I noticed in these in the SmackDown and Rawls from the PC. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but for WrestleMania, they might want to mitigate that and uh, find a way to work around that. But I'm sure they will. Um, but as far as like the quiet, the quiet setting in there, there are some drawbacks, obviously, but I think ultimately it creates a sense of drama that you don't normally see in these shows. And I think I think a match, I think certain matches are going to benefit it, benefit from it more. Like, uh, for example, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. You know, you watch all these Shayna Baszler matches and they're very like, she, her style isn't very conducive to like crowd pops. Like the, she, the way she works is very slow and methodical and a lot of people don't like it, but it builds to something that can, uh, eventually be a good, uh, a good ending sequence to the match. It, it builds the story. It sets the table for story to be built on top of it. Shane is very good at that, but a lot of times, like for example, it's, was it survivor series that triple threat main event? The air was just sucked out of the room at that point, and I think the match suffered because of it. But if you have just an empty arena, you don't have to worry about the crowd. Matches where you might be worried about the crowd, and that is no longer a factor. So, in that sense, I think people can benefit from that and can uh, use that silence to establish uh, drama. They can um, focus more on like uh, the the dialogue inside the ring. Like, for example, this kind of, I don't know if it's like a similar example, but what it made me think of this on Raw when you had Stone Cold out there, right? And um, I think this is actually after the show went off the air. I think I just saw a clip of it on Twitter or something. But um, Stone Cold was drinking beer in the ring and then the Street Profits came out. 
and they're all celebrating and whatever, filling up their cups with uh, the Broken Skull IPA, whatever they did. And then uh, Stone Cold obviously gave Montez Ford a stunner. Now, normally, if you have two guys, if you have a tag team out there in Stone Cold, Stone Cold gives one guy a stunner. If you have a huge crowd around there, he, Stone Cold's going to give the guy the stunner, and he's going to get back up, get some more beer, play to the crowd, blah, 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 all the Stone Cold stuff that we all know and love, right? But in this case, Stone Cold gave Montez the stunner, and <laughs> immediately was like, oh, shit, man, I'm sorry, Angelo. Man, I have, I have a hair trigger, man. I just, I don't know what happened, man. Like, there was a whole, like, extra dialogue to it that was hilarious. Like, if you haven't seen it, go on Twitter. It's probably on WWE's Twitter. Just the way Austin was like, oh, shit, man. That's, that, that's on me, man. That's on me to Angelo. And then, obviously, ended up giving Angelo the stunner as well. But, stuff, like, little stuff like that can add another element to these matches that you don't normally see and I think can create something very interesting. Um, so, we just need to look at the bigger picture here. The show is going to suffer in some ways, WrestleMania being that show. But I think we can all, it's, it's something different. We all want something different until we get something different, right? It's going to be something different. It's, it's, you know, I feel like all these WrestleManias kind of blend together. Like in the past 10 or so years, they've all been these huge shows with a lot of sparkles and a lot of other goofy, foofy bullshit. But this one's going to be different. It's going to be bare bones. It's going to be drama filled. And it's going to be, uh, it's interesting. At the end of the day, we want something to engage us, right? And I think people, as evidenced by the ratings of these shows, people are engaged with this crazy situation that they've been put into. And I think people are going to be tuning in to see how they work around it. So WrestleMania is going to be very, uh, I keep saying, I, I, keep, I keep saying interesting over and over again. I'm sorry, but it is going to be interesting. So looking forward to it still. Um, although, you know, cause if it was any other time, this would be a great time for WWE to kind of put the pause button on things kind of create a uh, an off season for them an ad hoc off season just for the time being i think everybody everybody on the roster would benefit from a break i think the fans would benefit from a break um cuz wrestling in general is just non-stop man you don't get the opportunity to, to miss it because it's just always on you know you watch your favorite tv show and the season ends and then you have like a year or whatever in between seasons. And then when the next season comes on, you're like, oh man, I missed this shit. I'm pumped to watch this. You don't get that with wrestling. So I think um, they would benefit by uh, hitting the stop button for a little bit. But unfortunately, they're just like revving up for WrestleMania. So they can't do it. Um, I would like to see them do it after WrestleMania though. Because we don't know how long this thing's going to last. It might be uh, it might be all resolved by SummerSlam. It might go until next WrestleMania. It might go farther than that. It might go just like a few weeks. Who knows? Nobody knows. I think, by the way, if you think you know how long this is going to last, you're an asshole. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't like to get too, like, whatever. But whatever the case may be, there's going to be a show in the future where WWE comes back for their first show with a huge audience, right? And it could be SummerSlam. So I think the Hall of Fame is already I read something that they they're planning for the Hall of Fame to be shifted to SummerSlam, which would be cool, especially if people were able to attend it. 
But that's just another way to look at it, right? If we're, if we're looking at the big picture, WrestleMania typically is the uh, the culmination of storylines, right? And I'm not saying that that can't be the, the case this year, but at the same time, you know, we can look towards the future. Maybe so let's let's say SummerSlam is that first big show, right? It's kind of have it kind of has that uh, that post 9/11 SmackDown feel. It's like where people have uh, you know endured the all the the struggles they've had to go through, and now we're all here to watch this huge show and uh, watch people perform in the ring, right? Let's say that's SummerSlam. You have a guy like uh, like Drew McIntyre who's been working his whole life, you know, be, between being fired from WWE, working his way back up, working his way back to WWE, getting into WWE, working his way back up to the main event scene, and finally getting a world title shot that he's been work, working for. That world title shot is still his, but now it's neutered by a small arena. Drew McIntyre might be pissed at that, or he might embrace it, but still want that feel of, of defending the title or winning the title in a in a huge arena full of people you have the ability for him to either like win the title at wrestlemania or lose in a valiant effort and then they could follow up with that at SummerSlam with an even bigger match so we can look at SummerSlam as as the as the bookend to these feuds rather than wrestlemania so that at the end of the day it could be a good thing but i think um i don't know how i went on that tangent but Basically, what I'm saying is I think WWE and wrestling in general could benefit from pausing after WrestleMania and then continuing whenever they're able to continue. And I think it'll be, I think all the wrestlers will be refreshed. I think everybody involved in working behind the scenes will be refreshed. I think um, the fans will be ready and refreshed to watch the show with an enthusiasm that they haven't had in years. I think all of this could be a huge benefit, not only to WWE, but I mean, mainly to WWE because they're, you know, the, they're working nonstop every day, every week. I think they would benefit. I think this coronavirus outbreak could be the best thing that ever happened to them. I truly believe that, but that's just my take on it. We'll see how it all unfolds. But, uh, with that, that's pretty much all I have. Um, like I said, I don't actually know if I, I followed up on this when I first started talking on here. My goal for this podcast is to have two podcasts a week, right? I want to have one podcast dedicated to current news. And I have one want to have one podcast dedicated to uh, themed topics, right? So, for example, I'm still figuring out what these topics are going to be. I think they're going to be uh, pretty much uh, standard month to month. I think I'm going to have like one week is going to be one theme. Week two is going to be another theme. Week three, week four, et cetera. Um, I know one theme that I want to do every month is retro pay-per-view reviews. And I want to make them uh, somewhat timely. Um, I've mentioned before how I'm kind of going through the Attitude Era. All the Raws, all the SmackDowns, all the pay-per-views on the WWE Network. And I'm working my way through 2001 right now. And I'm kind of like around this time. Like I'm around like February, March in 2001. And uh, I just finished watching No Way Out 2001. Um, and I previously watched Royal Rumble 2001, which is in the archives of this podcast. So go check that out if you haven't already. But uh, No Way Out 2001 is going to be a uh, pay-per-view review that I do very shortly. So keep an eye out for that. Um, I want to do a podcast dedicated to 
just ranting about things that annoy me in wrestling. I think that's kind of when I have the most fun doing this is when I'm pissed off at something. So I'm going to have, I have a list of things like a list of pet peeves, a list of things that annoy me in wrestling about wrestling itself, about the fans, you know, everything about it. Um, so I'm going to have themed podcasts dedicated to me just being pissed off and yelling into the microphone. Um, what else? I like to have like Q and a podcasts. If I had the, uh, if the interest was there, um, I would love to do that, but we'll see how that goes. I'm still working out things, working out the kinks, but I think we got a we got a good good path going here. And I appreciate all the support that people have given me so far. I have a I have an awesome time doing this. Um, but that's pretty much all for me, guys. Uh, stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. I'm hard. 